Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I do not have my co-host alongside me tonight. I feel like I always have to say that because that's the normal intro, but Elliot is not here tonight, um, but I do got a special guest for tonight. It is Matt from High Prairie Sportsman, the, the Nebraska Marauder. How are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. We'll see how the second take of this goes. <laughs> Yep, yep, we got we got a little ways in there and and it wasn't recording, so we went ahead and <laughs> started her over. So, um but anyways, kind of to um you know, jump into it. We got Matt on tonight and he has been on the podcast multiple times in the past, probably I think what about four times. Um Yeah. But but it's been a good while since you got on here. Um so I will give a, a little brief introduction of you and then I'll let you kind of fill in where or I miss out, but um, Matt calls Nebraska home, the mecca of waterfowl, one of the the hidden oh gems in the country as far as waterfowl goes. And Matt's <laughs> going to share all his secrets on why Nebraska is one of the best places to hunt in the U.S. So go ahead, Matt. Let's let's, let's get a, a brief introduction from you. I mean, first off, it's it's not. No one should come here. Everyone should <laughs> honestly. Everyone here should leave too. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. Nebraska is amazing um, be- beyond its hunting. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm Matt from High Prairie Sportsman, a uh, fellow Flyways member with Jordan here, also Josh from Outdoor Limits, Thomas from Virginia Outdoors Unlimited, Titus from Mid-Valley Mercenaries, and Elliot from Freelance Duck Cutting. surprised I can ramble those off that quick. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're you know all really good buds and uh, hunt mainly Nebraska, like Jordan said, uh, not just waterfowl lighting, turkey hunting, deer hunting, upland fishing all kinds of, pretty much anything outdoors mushroom hunting whatever um but waterfowl waterfowl is my main passion and what i really like to do you know i like to i like to work birds in like to get them in tight and lately this this past season really been using the sub gauge i bought a 28 gauge this past season and i am in absolute love with that thing like it I, I wish I would have done it earlier, and it's been a long time goal of mine to have a twenty-eight gauge. And last year, I finally splurged and got one, and I love it. It's we can talk about more about that later, but yeah, that that that's pretty much you know, hunt Nebraska, go Nebraska, go Huskers. Awesome, and you guys, I will say, um, there is a lot of Easter eggs on the podcast uh, about Matt. You know, we have the Q and A. And I skip over Matt's question. We have a lot of banter back and forth. Um, like Matt said, we've been really good buds for a while now from the podcast stuff. Honestly, we started talking pretty early on and, and got along well. You know, it's uh, it's honestly doing the content creation. A lot of times it's a lonely road, you know, sitting there editing and creating the content. But um, me and Matt kind of talk through a lot of stuff and, and really have become good buds. Even even the times where we're not hunting, we uh, we you know, we're talking back and forth a lot. So... Um, but I will say we did have the, the challenge to 10 K for those of you guys that don't know, you know, Matt from high purse motion. This is, this is the guy that, that we had the race against for the 10 K. Um, and you did lose Matt and you got your knuck, your knuck, your uh, nose hairs, (laughs) (laughs) your nose hairs pulled out of your face. So how'd that feel? It, it, it was not as bad as the, I would be Honestly, the worst part was the anticipation up to it. I was going to say you, you said, were like you were you were like psychologically tormenting me with like I'm going to rip out your nose hairs and it's going to hurt really bad and like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is going to suck. So I just wanted to get it done and over with because then you had no power over me. Yeah. But karma, karma came back to my side cuz right after you passed me and you ripped my nose hairs out I passed you back up, and now I'm leading the race to 20k. Are we announcing? We let's announce it right now. Race sure. to 20k. Well, did we did we announce that in camera or not? I know there's so many cameras and stuff going. It was over the collab where this happened when we were up there in Kansas um, at the house. 
we we need to we need to do a little bit more detail on the on the nose hair pulling. But I bought one of those wax nose hair kits off of Amazon, and <laughs> we got it there. Warmed the mat the the wax up in the microwave. Put them on these little knobs that stick in your nose, and then I was kind enough to let you rip them out yourself because honestly, I was scared to do it. I didn't want to like pull your skin off or something, and you're just like bleeding out your nose and couldn't hunt for the rest of the collab, but. Um, I was, I was a little nervous for you too, but, uh, it was hilarious. Honestly, that was one of the highlights for, I think for everybody, everybody was dying laughing while you're doing it. And, um, I know, yeah, it was, I was so glad that I, that I, I didn't have to do that. But like you said, um, kind of announce it. We, we agreed right after that. You're still standing there kind of fuming mad and, and. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You were, you were pretty, you were, you were livid. And, uh, <laughs> no, you're livid and you forced me right then and there to shake your hand for the, the 20K challenge. <laughs> but <laughs> the 20K challenge, the punishment we're going to do for that one, whoever loses, we're stepping it up. We're still sticking with the waxing, but, um, chest wax, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So next time we'll be pulling your chest hairs off. See, I wanted to take a step further. I want to do like we make a brand for, with our logo or something. And Jordan wasn't. He wasn't ready for that yet. So maybe that's the 100K challenge. Someone has to get branded. But. <laughs> I, just, I just don't feel like that's a good idea. You're going to get a brand. Okay. It's, a, it's like okay, permanent. You know right. what I mean? That's the different. The different. Yeah, even better. Don't lose. That should be. <laughs> that should make you strive to win. <laughs> I mean, I already am striving strive to, to win. Strive to thrive. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So <laughs> we've, like we said, you can tell right here and now, like the banter we have. So. Um, it's definitely a lot of fun, all fun and games. I mean, we're serious too. We both want to win anything. We kind of put ourselves against each other. You know, I think, I think Matt's pretty bitter, honestly, living in Nebraska and having to suffer through watching their football and basketball teams. But, you know, Oh my God, we have volleyball <laughs> top five or something. Top five. Yeah. Scrape from the bottom of the barrel. I'm I'm not trying to offend anybody who loves volleyball, but, um, I don't know. I just feel and like it you're... sucks now because, <laughs> like the last few years, I had my NFL team to turn to for like success, oh and even this year I couldn't do that. Like, you know, they trade Tom Brady, and you know, I mean, that wasn't a terrible season, but they didn't even make I have, the playoffs. I have no respect for anyone that cheers for the Patriots from Nebraska. Okay, N E New England, N E Nebraska. You're right a, there. You're a fair weather. Man, <laughs> whatever. I watched all the Patriots players. I even had like one on my fantasy. <laughs> I know, but you're, they're not a Nebraska team. You should be like a Denver Colt or Denver, a Denver Broncos. <laughs> Got the Peyton Manning no. stuck in my head. Dem- uh, you should be a Denver Broncos fan or a Kansas fan or Kansas. Kansas. What's what's the team in Kansas there, Jordan? I'm just curious if you know this. It's the it's the Chiefs. <laughs> Okay, I was gonna say Elliot was is probably shaking his head listening to this. If you didn't get that right, what? Why would I know that? I don't, I don't know. You're a Colts fan. I mean, yeah, but there's like what? There's like there's only thirty two teams. I know. I'm gonna say hard. there's not that many teams. It's not like college where it's so well, many. Speaking of speaking of that, do you got you know who's in the Super Bowl, right? Um, yes. Your boy, the Buccaneers, and the, my boy Tom Brady. I'm pulling for the Bucks, but who, <laughs> who are you pulling for? Are you going to upset Elliot and say Bucks? I you pr- should. I am honestly. I wish he was here to to hear yes. it, but I am. I honestly, I hate the Patriots. Honestly, but I really do want to see kind of the storyline. I think it's honestly hilarious that he switched teams, switched divisions, and he's in the Super Bowl with a team that really didn't have that great of a record through the regular season. I mean, it was a good record, but it wasn't great. So. Um, I, yeah. here's my, I hate the chiefs with a passion. So I want them to, I don't know if I want them to get destroyed. I honestly want it to be a super close game with them leading. And then Tom Brady chucks a hell Mary at the last second and snatches victory from defeat. And then they <laughs> lose and they're all heartbroken for the whole off season. Yeah. So the actually, just That's so you how know, much I dislike the chiefs. Just so you know, the, the actual outcome will be done before, this podcast goes out. So, um, oh, well. <laughs> so well, people will know exactly, exactly what happened. So anyways, let's, let's jump back onto some waterfowl content here 
before yeah. we before we get get ourselves into an NFL podcast, but um, <laughs> but yeah, you've had uh, a freaking awesome season. Um, you know, Nebraska hunting. How many days you hunt this season? Seventy four so far. Seventy four so far. Um, and you've just, you've really, honestly, by the numbers, you've had the best season you've ever had. So go, go ahead. Kind of just, you know, take us through that a little bit. Yeah. So had, um, today was, today's actually the last day of duck season in Nebraska. I was three hours ago. I was out in a duck blind. So, uh, ended with 142 ducks on the year by far my best total. I think last year was one twenty something somewhere in there. Um, but like I said, you know, I went on 74 hunts. I had a ton of skunks. I had, I, you know, a lot of, a lot of failures leading up to some awesome hunts. And when I had some awesome hunts, I had some downright amazing hunts. Like, I don't know if I could ever top some of them, but it's all started, you know, uh, the couple zone, couple zones open late October in Nebraska. And that's when we got the grand passage of waterfowl. And that is basically an epic waterfowl migration. It just pushed a ton of different species of ducks and waterfowl down from up north. Just a huge frontal system. Got pretty cold. I mean, we had snow in late October and shot a two-man limit then. Went out the next day, shot a limit. Went out the next day, shot a limit. Took a break off to just recharge and then shot a couple more limits after that. And, I mean, that, that was by far the best week of waterfowl hunting I've had all this whole past season. And since then, you know, we've got a few little pushes here and there, but we're nowhere near peak numbers. Uh, you know, there's still a bunch of mallards and geese up north. Everyone I talk to says the same thing. You know, we, we've got some birds in the area. I'm not trying to discount that, but they are highly educated. You know, they, they've learned out quick. Um, I was hunting some pit blinds up on a river last weekend, actually, and the would get off the roost they'd get up super high and you would see them literally zig and zag around each pit blind out there because they've been there for so long they know where each blind is and even weather days you know i went go out uh, <clears throat> i went out on days with snow or high winds and some of those days were really good but like the snow days usually you just think those are you're just gonna stack them those days and i've had i don't know how many i want to say just not as expected snow day hunts either. I got skunked or a shot one or two, but you would think with the weather, you, they should just be dumping in and they didn't. It, it was just, it was a weird year. It was a grind. I spent a ton of time scouting, spent a bunch of my, put a bunch of miles on my truck going to hunt different areas, areas way further away. And you just had to work for them. You had to work for them super hard. You had to kind of mix up your styles uh, especially late here this past month or so concealment was very big deal and, you know, getting up super early, putting in the work and sometimes you're rewarded. Sometimes you weren't, but you know, it was a challenging season. Sounds like it was like that for a lot of people and already looking forward to the next one. So you said 75 days. How many skunks do you have? Uh, I haven't counted them up, but I can, I mean, <laughs> Okay, I just didn't I know. I, if, had, I didn't know if you had, had it off the top of your head, but uh, at least at least fifteen. Yeah, I mean that's probably closer to twenty. Yeah, that's yeah. that's twenty days of hunting, getting skunked. You know, so it, it's not always like go out and shoot a limit. And you know, I I don't care. I can go out and get skunked. That's not a big deal for me. It's you know, I'm out hunting. It's still a good day, but uh, when when it's skunk after skunk after skunk after skunk. You're like, dang, maybe I should move to Indiana where the birds are just all over. See, people aren't, nobody's going to even believe you when you say stuff like that. <laughs> now, that's some more of that banter Jordan was talking about. I got, <laughs> he gives me crap about Nebraska. I give him crap about Indiana. My, my but thing no, is, I mean, the Nebraska stuff's true. The stuff about Indiana, it's like, I don't think anybody's going to fall for it. Dude, I literally just watched a video of you setting up in this like millionaire's backyard and you were just sniping geese left and right. Like it was nothing. These <laughs> geese were probably used to being fed bread there. Like their kids would probably throw them chunks of corn, you know, corn and grapes and stuff. And you just 
shot those poor rich people's kids' pets. Mm. That's how I imagine Indiana hunting. It's not far off. Not far off at all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess, you know, kind of jumping back to, to your season and all that, um, you, got, you got like a most memorable hunt or anything like that? Uh, well, that goose hunt we were all on together, that was definitely an epic hunt. That was a great one. So that, um, that's your most memorable of the whole season? Can I have two? I'd say that's my most memorable goose hunt. Sure, yeah. Go, what's your second one? My second one? Oh, my gosh. It's so tough. It, it has to be my solo mallard limit with the pintail that I did like a week and a half, two weeks ago. I mean, I literally showed up. It's when we had those giant windstorms out here and like gust over 80 miles an hour, built this blind, brushed it in. I mean, I was carrying like tumbleweeds and stuff against the wind and it was like blowing me because I was walking on ice. So <laughs> like I had to had to set some down and take like one or two and build this blind. And I just set up here. I'm like, well, I've seen a few birds here. I don't didn't really know what to expect. I've, I expected to shoot up maybe a few birds. Ended up with a mallard limit in 20 minutes. I was like, holy crap. And then I just watched mallards after mallards dump into my decoy spread waiting for that bonus duck. And yeah. got my pintail, but no sprig. <laughs> no, I think that right there. It was five It was five mallard drakes, right? Five mallard drakes and a pintail drake. Yeah. So that is, honestly, that's the, the pinnacle, the... Um, what am I trying to say? It's, it's dream limit. Yeah. It's, it's the, like the home run grand slam of duck hunting as far as, you know, what everyone, a lot of people strive for. Everybody loves the mallards. I mean, it's good to get variety bags too. But for me, I think as, as far as my opinion goes, having at least in the central flyway, we can't do that in the Mississippi flyway, but having five mallard drakes and a pintail is the ultimate limit. And, you know, Indiana, I'd have to figure out a different one. It'd probably just be, honestly, it'd be four mallards, a pintail, and any other duck just to fill your limit. But, yeah, probably, yeah, that, that's that's about as good as you can get. So that's definitely a, a super cool hunt. Um, and I haven't, actually, I haven't been able to see the video yet, so I haven't haven't checked that out. Um, but did you, I mean, you kayak in there just a walking hunt or what? Yeah, I, I actually just walked in. Um I got there super early because, like, I didn't, you know, I I didn't know what to do for a hide exactly. So I just ended up building one out of some sticks and old trees I found, and like I said, those tumbleweeds, and then just sat up and holy cow! And then we hunted there the next day. I had a couple buddies out hunted there the next day. We shot one duck because mm. it like it changed that quick. The same wind, but the water all got like slushy. So it just screwed them up. Yeah, that'll do it. But no, definitely an awesome hunt. Um, too bad it didn't have a sprig because that would probably probably been going for the wall, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I was, I like I said, I've scouted and I scouted this area. I've been I was scouting it for weeks, weeks upon weeks, and I'd see some ducks out there, but I couldn't really figure out a way to hunt it. And then you know the weather conditions kind of changed in my favor. And what I saw is there was a flock of about 80 pintail drakes or 80 pintails. I don't want to say they're all drakes, but <laughs> there was, there, there was a headquarters of late season pintails. And I was like, like, I felt like people that spot and stock a bull elk, like I would have done, I don't, I don't even know. Like I would have gone to great lengths to shoot one of these pintails with a That is one of the dreams. I want one for the wall so bad. And, I've, I've, you know, I went out there hunting several times and I, I, I shot mallards and I'd look at my shot cam afterwards or my head cam and there were those pintail drakes five yards behind those mallards and I didn't see them until afterwards. And I did that at least three times. They, they would come in either early in the morning when it was a little tougher to see and their white on their chest didn't stick out or they'd be just far enough back where I'm keying in on that close mallard cupping in <laughs> they just just tormenting me that's gonna haunt me all off season you you poor poor man i know <laughs> shooting pintails but you can't get 
you can't get um you can't get the the sprig. So um I actually have something similar that happened to me this year. I actually shot my first Pentel hen in Michigan and obviously, you know <laughs> Doesn't count. Yeah. The Flyways guys took a vote right then and there. I sent the picture in the in the group and before I know it, somebody had put up a vote to see if it counted as my first Pentel. And everybody but Thomas voted that it doesn't count. <laughs> a bunch of jerks. <laughs> so you can't. I mean, you don't want to claim a hen. Yeah, honestly, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'll be way, way, way more excited when I get my first Pentel Drake. Which Dude, I don't I, even. I don't even know. I'm trying to think if I even saw one this year. <laughs> That's sad, right? That's- You've got to come to Nebraska. I, actually, I'm pretty sure I saw them in, on the Kansas collab. We had one little flock that didn't work in. It was like the only flock that didn't work in when me and Josh were hunting there in the marsh from the layout kayaks. So, when you when you finally do get that one, though, that's going to be such an awesome video to watch because it'll just be like a journey. And I hope I hope after you get that and after that video, you just make a journey like a look back through the years. Like you have clips of like really hoping for a pin this year. <laughs> nope, not this year. And you have like, you put your close calls in. Cause you had a close call last year, didn't you? You had one. Um, yeah. Last year was the one where, uh, it was cupping in and I already had my redhead limit and I was hunting with Josh and comes right into the set and I pull up and start shooting and Josh is already limited and I take one shot at it. And almost, I'm almost sure that like I, I peppered it, but I didn't bring it down. I, I mean, pretty much I, I was just off a little bit, so I missed. It peppered it, though, or it, it kind of spooked it and it flared pretty hard, one of the two. But uh, um, he jumps up and says, it's a redhead, it's a redhead, it's a redhead. And he was trying to protect me from shooting a third redhead because I already had my limit on redhead. So, um, And it, it didn't have a sprig, and the, the sun was just setting, so it was shining on its head on its head super bright and it, it did turn it kind of a red looking color. So, um, I thought for, I thought it was a pintail, but I wasn't confident enough when he was saying it was a redhead to keep shooting. So I stopped shooting and I was saying it was a pintail, but you know, better. I'm honestly better safe than sorry. It just, it's, it just stinks that I don't have, I don't have very many opportunities, but I've had a couple close calls and I had one other, one other close call. And, um, this was two years ago now or three years ago, I guess. Wait, yeah, two years ago, um, and had one come right over me. It was a passing shot. I mean, but twenty five yards, really a cupcake shot. I mean, you hit oh. this, you hit this like seventy percent of the time, if not more. And he comes right overhead. I missed the first shot, and my gun jammed. And that was the only time that day that gun jammed. I shot like I shot I, I shot my limit of mallards on that day, but uh, you know, couldn't get the pin tough. That's the one I'm missing. So, man, that's just just the like comedy of errors that happens to you while trying to get this pintail. It's just, <laughs> I mean, you could write a book about this, and it'd be a very entertaining book. Like, oh yeah, a, it's like the pintail is your Moby Dick. Yeah. You're the Captain <laughs> Ahab or whoever. It's it's so interesting. Honestly, there's so many things that we catch um, when you film, literally every single hunt for you know 4 years there's just so many things you're going to catch on film and and get different storylines honestly it's super cool kind of to look back over that and i know you've you've experienced the same thing um with with everything you got going on um you got anything that you'd consider your your moby dick <laughs> as you as you called it i want to change it i'd call it moby duck uh but I mean that the pinto with that long sprig would be one, and you know I just got the shot cam this year, so there's not really. I guess you know, I'm trying to think what else we've putting had you on the putting you on the spot by. here. <laughs> you shoot? Do you shoot any specs out there? For two years ago, we saw a scoter, and it was actually on the water, but we already had our limit. Um. So we couldn't get that, which a scoter in Nebraska is like crazy. Yeah. But it, it was just cool to see it. And I, I want to say it's my Moby Duck. No, I. Well, I'm, I'm putting you on I the spot here. If you, pinto. 
Okay. Yeah. I have to go with the long pintail right now. That's crazy to me because how many pintails do you shoot a year? You know, you you shoot a handful of them. Oh, four or five. And you still haven't got. I guess you haven't got one mountable. Not yet. No, I haven't got one with a sprig. I've shot a bunch of drakes. They don't have sprigs. I don't get it. (laughs) That's I'm just shooting the young dumb ones or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I I guess I have one other one, and it's a goose. It's a goose story. So I was hunting, and this might have been right. This might have been the year before I started filming, actually. I was hunting this public area, and this goose comes by about 30 yards. It would have been a 30-yard passing shot, crossing shot, over my decoy spread. And there are these guys about 200 yards up. There's a little bit of breeze, and it's at their back, and it's you know crossing my decoy spread. So this goose flies by me, and I was like, ah, I could shoot it. Maybe he'll look at theirs and come back around. Well, after he gets by mine, he just locks up, locks into these guys. I mean, they had a nice looking goose spread. And cups in, boom, boom, they drop him. A couple, like about a minute later, they go out and get him. It's banded! It's banded! <laughs> and I was like, of course, you know, I've, I've, I've shot one band. My first duck was banded, and it's been. 16 years 17 years since that and i've never got a banded goose mm. so that is your your Could have had one in kansas but someone would have beat me <laughs> up a, a band or a nice pintail drake yeah yeah I, I think it's fair to say that the the goose band is your moby dick at this point but um or your moby goose as you want to call it but <laughs> well, yeah i mean they say goose bands are a lot more common because they band them more like duck, you know, ducks will travel a lot further. It seems like, yeah. Like, well, I think park is pretty easy. You guys probably don't even have parks where you're at, though, out there in the rural Nebraska, right? Yeah. It's just well, I mean, just yeah, cornfields everywhere. Corn, it's it's <laughs> a cornfield, yeah. It's I eighty in a cornfield. Yeah, I'm literally I live in a cornfield right now. This is this is what I'm talking in here <laughs> on my corn pewter. It's it's kind of funny though because um, it's kind of funny because we kind of have different different uh different successes on different things because i've had honestly i've had an abundance of success on bands and i can't get a pintail to save my life and we're like we both easily trade you'd be like i'll trade you for a pintail any day for a band and i'm getting to the point you know i don't know i'm but i'm getting to that point man where i'm like i'd rather shoot a pintail drake than a banded goose that's for sure <laughs> i mean if i had to choose between a pintail, like a nice pintail or a band, probably still take the nice pintail. Yeah. And if it's a hybrid or a band, definitely take the hybrid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe maybe sometime we'll get on a hunt together if I can ever get you to collab with me and um, you'll shoot a band goose and I'll shoot a pintail oh, yeah. and it'll, be, it'll make one heck of a video. Yeah. We uh, if we go to the collab where I'm suggesting this year, I think it'll be a, a fruitful endeavor for everyone involved. Yeah, maybe mostly for you because you won't yeah. have to travel at all. <laughs> Canada. Oh, <laughs> but you think I should? Uh, you think I should drive the the duck the duck bus the the goose yes, caboose? Yes. <laughs> the goose. Can, I've seen someone comment that I love that the. Caboose. Yeah. The the duck bus, the I, I told you I would try to come up with a name and I still haven't came up with anything. Yeah. The the rhyme for goose caboose is honestly the most uh the funniest so far. Um we have the duck the duck bus. There's there's a lot of different names for sure. We're gonna put up there's probably there's gonna be by the time this is out, there's gonna be a vote already in the fellowship of the duck gun. And probably a name decided, but um, you know, we got some creative fellas in the in the fellowship, so I'm sure I'm sure there'll be some good ones that come up. But yeah, what do you think? First impressions, Matt. First impressions. What do you think of this? this of the bus, of the duck bus. I love it. I love it. I think it's going to be a game changer. Honestly, um, I haven't watched your first video on it yet. Hopefully, tomorrow I'll get to that. But, I mean, just what you've showed me of it, it looks awesome. I yeah. mean, it, 
Are you going to paint it at all? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I got big plans for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, but there's going to be some definite big changes to it. I mean, I don't know how much I can get done this year. That's what it comes down to. It comes down to time and money, just like any other project. But, um, you know, as long as this year I can get the exterior done, that'll be great. You know, maybe even the yeah. interior started, but I really, I want to make this thing like legit, legit, you know, duck hunting camp on wheels. I mean, just imagine like kind of, you know, wood finish semi like a cabin or something on the interior, you know, places to sleep, kitchen to cook, everything. So we could literally get three guys, jump in the van, drive up to South Dakota or whatever, you know, and, you know, put it there right off grid camping hunting and just freaking getting after it so that's i mean that's what the whole plan is for it um and so far i'm loving it i mean i think i got a great deal on it and i think like i said it's going to be game changer for the channel game changer for traveling game changer for content game changer for everybody who follows the content too because i think so far with the comments and everything i mean people are loving it so um yeah i'm i'm super excited for what's to come with all that yeah, no, I I think it, it. I'm looking forward to all the builds and everything you do to it. So, yep. yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Goal is to have it functional by. I mean, it's functional now, but I don't know what I mean by functional then. But uh, <laughs> have it back ready to go. You know, whatever I'm getting done at least by the beginning of season next year. So, it gives me plenty of plenty of time here in the off season. A lot to think about. A lot to work on for off season. But you got any you got any off season plans? Anything you want to you know talk about? I know you've mentioned a couple things. What did I mention? Uh, turkey hunting, big like I said, big turkey hunter. So Josh and I, I guess yeah, Josh and I, we're doing a turkey hunt. We're gonna we're gonna do a collab turkey hunt. Um, we'll try that. And then summer, you know, I just. I suffer through the summer. Summer sucks, honestly. Like <laughs> people are like, "Oh my god, I love summer. It's beach and we go swimming and have campfire." Like, no, I hate <laughs> summer, especially where I'm at because it's so popular. People just crowd it, and it's like, no, get out of summer. You know, wake me up when September starts. I the, I will say the day. the one thing, or there's a few things I enjoy about summer. So I'm with you. I definitely prefer waterfowl season, but you got to find the things that get you through the off season. For me, one, obviously, off-season waterfall projects, I always try to do a little something. Last year, it was the the duck boat, you know, duck build and all that on the duck boat. And um, But then, beyond that, I mean, I really do. I love floating the rivers for smallmouth and camping and bomb, like, not bonfires, but just campfires um, in general. So, yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I love camping and tubing. Um, you know, I go out fishing and when I'm fishing, I'm always looking for more duck spots usually yep. is how that turns into, but, uh, Oh man. when it's 90 something degrees, it just, I'm still thinking about ducks. You know, I'm looking for ducks. I'm looking for sign. I'm looking for where could I hide here? If, you know, if I hunted here and maybe that wind, you know, but that's other than that, the only thing I really, I do in the summer is garden. You know, I got <laughs> I do some fishing and I garden, I have a garden. There you go. Um, so it really gets that. Does it get ninety a lot down there? Oh, dude, it's it gets super humid and like, yeah, mid nineties to hundreds. Mm. It sucks. Yeah, I guess I forget. You guys are kind of like a southern state. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean we have a good football team? <laughs> Wait, is that what southern state implies to you? SEC. Mm. Alabama, Southern State, good football team. Nebraska, yeah. good football team, like 20 years ago. <laughs> they had a good football team once, so I've heard. Yeah. For a while, but yeah, we don't have to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we got we got any uh, collabs we're going to hit it up on next year, you think? Yeah, we got the Flyways Collective collab. Uh, we have not determined any location. We've talked about, we have a couple, couple. we really have it narrowed down to two 
and one that you're kind of pushing for and one that I would say more people are pushing towards, but we haven't come to I'm, a conclusion yet. So I'm good with whatever the group decides. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm the rogue. No, rogue you're not. You're not. Here. I think, you, I mean, yeah, you're not, you're not the rogue. I don't want to put you that way, but it's yeah. a, I, I have no idea where, where we will end next year, but I know for me personally, oh, yeah. I do want to get to Nebraska at some point. Uh, I want to see, you know, see if the the sky goes dark, like you say, or if it's uh... oh <laughs> yeah, more coots than you can believe. <laughs> but not only that, but I, I have this long time goal of getting a wild pheasant, um, you know, up here on my wall. People when I live streamed a lot, we'd see it a lot, but haven't live streamed in a little while. Um, got the pheasant in the wall from grandpa. Actually, got I got um, two pheasant mounts that used to be my grandpa's, and he's huge upland game hunter. So that's one of my goals. And I don't know where it will be where I shoot it. If it's going to be you know South Dakota or Nebraska or Kansas or Iowa, but I mean I had plans this season to to hit up a spot for it and. Um, honestly, my struggle was I couldn't get any of my buddies to go with me and I didn't want to do the trip by myself. Um, just winging it, you know, kind of public land freelancing it and it didn't happen. So you get chief, get chiefs playing with some pheasant scent on his toys or whatever. We'll get you a pheasant. Yeah. Now he's, he's, he's done it on farms, which is way different because there's so, it's pretty easy, honestly, pretty easy on a farm. Like kind of chickens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, I mean, it really, I mean, they put them out there, they dizzy them, you walk up a, a little row and chief gets on the scent and they flush, right? It's not, it's nothing. It's not that hard, you know, on a farm. If you can't kill pheasants on a farm, yeah. then, um, Sometimes you're in trouble. They don't even flush. You gotta like some, I've seen it, you know, like you gotta kick them and stuff. Like we, <laughs> I've done a couple of youth minor hunts for PF and you know, we use planted birds typically and, yeah, some some of those birds they just sit so tight or they they don't do anything. They're they're basically chickens. Yeah, some I mean some of them run hard, which makes it really hard too. Um, especially some of those farms like that stuff just gets so beat down with so many people going through it gets really thin. You know, by the end of yeah. end of season, so these birds just run in everywhere. And then if they do hold tight, it's like you said, I, I've seen it where Chief's like noses on them. He literally has to go to try to like grab them before they flush. So. Yeah. But anyways, like I said, long-term goal over there in Nebraska. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of bewildered by the fact that you don't get after pheasants more often. I mean, I could. I just, I don't have a dog. So it's just the dog. I mean, that's part of it. I, I mean, I could still soul hunt, especially after snow. I could just go walk thickets or windrows or something. Um, but if there's ducks or geese to be shot, I'm going to be, unless the hunting is terrible terrible which i guess at some points the season it has been but i'm still gonna go out duck and goose hunting because that's what i absolutely love i mean walking shooting pheasants is fun you know i've done it quite a bit shooting quail grouse chickens, whatever i think the thing you're missing is the dog because the dog makes it man the dog makes it for sure I mean, yeah, it makes it makes it a lot easier. For I'm sure. not saying it makes you it know, easier. Own dog, it makes it I'd more enjoyable. Yeah, I don't know. I like you know. It, there's something about having the the birds come to you rather than you go and find them. You know, I I like them cupping into me. Mm. But I would like to get a I would like to get a rooster with my 28 gauge. I haven't done that, and I I still have a few days. Maybe I'll go do a pheasant hunt this weekend. There you go. We'll see. So when's the when's the dog come? Uh, I need to talk to my landlord and see if I can get one finally. <laughs> I, I really want. I want. Here's the thing. So I want a dog. I really do. Dog, particularly, and when I say dogs, I mean over forty pounds because anything less than that is a cat, and they're worthless. But. You know, I want a dog, particularly a lab or like a lab short hair cross, which is what like my dad has, um, but probably just a full blown lab. And it's more just just to have a, like a buddy, you know, I don't really need him trained up that well other than to not break when birds are coming in. And if he goes and finds and picks up a duck, 
that's good enough for me. I don't need him to whistle command or force fetch or any of this stuff. Honestly, I listen to that stuff and my mind just goes numb. Like I, I just can't do the dogs training stuff. I, if I, if I want him perf, you know, if I want him trained, I'd rather pay someone to do it honestly. Cause I just don't think I have the time or patience for that. And maybe if I got a dog, it'd be different. But right now that's where I, that's my feelings on that. Awesome. So possibly next year. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I don't, I don't know if someone had a puppy. I, I, I don't know. Dude, you're missing out. Honestly, I, I honestly, it just, you're well, missing out because puppies are so cool. Like little lab puppies, even dogs, dogs are cool. I mean, obviously, it's it's just like a yeah. once they're your dog anyway. Like you get over them not being a puppy. Obviously, anybody's puppy's cool, but when it's your own dog, you're gonna, especially a dog that goes out there and and picks up ducks and brings them back to you. So, yeah. So possibly next year. Yeah. You heard it here first. High Prairie Sportsman getting a dog next season. <laughs> Did you? Like everyone's in the collective is getting a dog now. I mean, everybody who duck hunts should have a dog. I say it all the time. Like it just, it just adds so much more to the hunt. Did you hear the little Easter egg I I dropped about you not having a dog in one of the podcasts? Pretty much, I said everybody's crazy for not having a dog. Um, even if uh, they're, especially if their only excuse is was it on a dog podcast? No, it wasn't. It was just on a regular podcast. You probably just missed it. But I said everyone. you're, you're crazy if you don't have a dog and your only excuse is the apartment you live in or something like that. So anyways, that's you. You need to get a dog, Matt, because it's just going to like you love waterfall hunting this much more like those solo hunts. You'll never go on a solo hunt again because you'll have your dog with you. And but just like for me, it just it I feel like it would add so much more work. Like I would have to bring a stand for them, you know, how only if you're standing in water, water. Yeah. Like, and I do that quite often or kayak in, you don't, well, my new kayak probably would hold a dog. I don't know. Yeah. You just put them in the kayak. You just put them in the kayak and they're sitting there. You push it up right next to you in the water. It's not that much. You'll get over it. And honestly, it's way less work at the end of it. Not only that, but like, as far as like finding birds and all that, like it's, they just find it. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, that that's a huge benefit there. So so on the hunt on the hunt, um, we just had um, up in Michigan. We had a flock of six come in, and we dropped five of them. Five geese fell out of a flock of six, and they're flying like right at us. They were kind of just they're flying over the set, checking it out, but not necessarily like cupped in. So they didn't land in front of us. They landed behind us in the cattails, and no joke. I mean, it was literally just like, let them go. Like we had no idea where they were. Chief went back there and like, without me even like, I didn't even see them at all because the birds that fell in the cattails were the ones that went to the right. I shot one that was going off to the left and it landed in the ice. But anyways, the two that fell in the cattails didn't see them at all. Chief didn't see them at all. Just sent them him back into the cat cattails, 30, 40, 50 yards, whatever it was by the time they were dead in there. And, I mean, just one right after the other, send him, say hunt, go after it, and he goes in there. And, I mean, that stuff was tough to walk through. Like, I would break through the ice and then be in muck, and then I'd have to break more ice to get back onto the cattails. And he would just blazing through it, man. And he brought both geese out of there. I mean, so much, so much more, so much less work, so so much more enjoyable to have him go through those cattails and find those birds that would have been a bear for us to find because of how slow we would have been able to cover the ground to try to find where they landed, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff is not like a just once a season type of thing. There's so many situations throughout the season that happen. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. I do want, I mean, I, I'll probably get a dog here soon, so awesome. if I can. So let's hear let's hear more about this wire hair lab combo. I don't think I've ever heard of of that. Is is that a common did breed? I say, did I say wire hair? You said it. Said, uh, German short hair. Sorry. Okay, German, I don't know if I said wire hair. I don't remember either. But German short hair and a lab combo. Lab. Is that normal? Is that like a common thing? I mean, it's not. I don't know. Basically, the story was the dad literally jumped over the fence 
that the mom was being held in when she was in heat and bred them. So they got them for free. You know, she had a litter of pups and my dad got this one for free. And I mean, I've taken him out pheasant and quail hunting. He'll point. I take, and my dad takes him out to the goose, goose and duck blind and he'll sit in the kennel. And I mean, he, he, he's a big baby. He, he gets, he gets wrapped in blankets when he gets back from the hunt. And I mean, just, <laughs> He's he's just a huge baby, but he he likes to go out and he'll go out and he'll get the geese and uh, the ducks and stuff. You know he he's not going to do whistle commands or win any hunt trials by any. He's he's my dad's companion, and you know it's he's he's just a good dog. Yeah, does he I got mean, a good nose? Yeah, yeah. He's on a couple videos. He's I don't know if I have him on any of this year. I don't think I have him on any of this year. Huh. Last season he was on a couple. I feel and like I went and got all the geese and ducks with him. I feel like I've seen like almost all your videos, and somehow I missed those because I don't, I don't remember it. Or maybe you just didn't say that it was your dad's dog or whatever in the, yeah, the video. Yeah, didn't really mention it. So yeah, I mean it, it's a brown dog. People probably just assumed it was timber. Just but. just uh, assume it's a lab. Like, can you tell much difference? He has shorter hair. You can tell that, and he has a little white spot on his chest kind of like a a chest chesapeake bay retriever Mm, kind of like a little diamond kind of like rocky has too yeah just a little like a little white tuft on his chest you know where like that they have that chest and that hair kind of pokes out yeah that's about where it is yeah no that's yeah that's similar to chesapeake bay retrievers have that a lot but um yeah no that's that's pretty cool uh so you say would you say has high drive and everything too yeah, I mean, you you ask him, you know, when you get up in the morning, you're like, you, and he just gets all excited, and he's like, and he, and if you take your if you take too much time, he'll look at the door and then look at you and start barking. Nice. So he, he he's pretty excited. He likes to go out hunting and just run around the woods and whatnot. Is he a little older? He, or? He's about four and a half now. Oh, that's four. not old at all. Yeah, I guess I was yeah, four, for some reason five, I was imagining him like a nine year old or something. No, he's he's right in his prime. Yeah, yeah. No, Chiefs. Chiefs. Uh, he's turning five like in a a week or two, and uh, yeah, a couple weeks. And I would say that he is going. He's right in his prime. Like this season, man. It's like it's so nice when they get to that age because it's almost like you. Yeah. You just don't like you don't have to do anything. It's pure enjoyment. Like the minimal. Like there's just minimal maintenance. Whereas like when they're one and two, I mean it's just high maintenance compared compared to this where this is like all i can just hunt and he makes it way easier because he just like just what i said like all i have to do is say go get it and he searches for it and brings it back you know um but yeah so that's that's pretty cool but um yeah so you got you got any other kind of plans you want to give us an update on i think uh, i'm thinking this is probably a pretty good place to go ahead and wrap her up but um you know anything in the works you yeah. want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep using the 28 gauge. Might go, might get a new gun here coming up. Uh, we'll see. Gun, guns and ammo are kind of in short supply right now, but hopefully I want to get like a semi-auto 20. I've got my pump action 20, and I love that gun, but a semi-auto, like the further I can get away from the 12 gauge, the better. I'm not... You know, I, I like shooting these sub gauges, especially the 28, but I'd like a 20 for more goose hunting. Um, and then just couple it with some, either some boss or some, uh, just some kind of bismuth or tungsten load. And I guess that's a good, I should ask you, were we supposed to do all your little product placements yet, Jordan, or your ads, or do you got those recorded? Oh yeah, I got those recorded. That they've The, oh, the audience okay. has already heard that, so... Um, but yeah, go ahead. I'll let you uh, plug your stuff. As everybody knows, you know, we're doing the 20 K race. We're doing the 20 K race. Um, so normally I'd kind of be a little bit of a jerk and tell everybody not to subscribe to Matt, but I'll, I'll say that in the ads part before you get on here anyway. So go ahead and, uh, <laughs> go ahead, plug all your, uh, um, places everybody can find you from, you know, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, go ahead. Yeah, uh, YouTube, High Prairie Sportsman, Instagram, High Prairie Sportsman. 
Instagram, TikTok, High Prairie Sports. <laughs> I think Twitter, High Prairie or something like that. I, I don't use it too often. Uh, all, all on there. Like I said, waterfowl, turkey hunting, outdoors content, hunting, fishing, everything, tips, tricks, gear reviews, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I do it all. Um, we got to be having like a giveaway coming up here soon too. Uh, I'm getting a bunch of new hats made and you guys can find those on the flyways collective. That's our website, right? Flywayscollective.com. Yep. yep. That's it. Yeah. Go on there for all our gear. Jordan has some hats there. Freelance stock hunting Thomas for Gene outdoors Unlimited. They got hats and other gear on there too. Um, I'm getting new hats, a whole bunch of different types of ones. So those will be up here hopefully soon. I haven't told anyone that I guess, other than you, Jordan, you know, like me and Thomas, the, right? About, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess I told you guys I'm getting new new gear or swag or oh, merchandise yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, that'll be up there. I don't. Well, probably by the time this launches, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, you find me on there and uh, subscribe. Really appreciate it. Drop a comment if you like what I'm doing. You know, give me a thumbs up. Whatever. Uh, just really love waterfowl hunting. Love hunting and uh, fishing and just the outdoors in general. And my goal is to help further conservation of our of our resources, you know, habitat protect that because it's degrading at a rapid pace an alarming pace, honestly. And we need more public land as well for new hunters and fishers. And I want to get new people involved in duck hunting. I think all of us kind of have the same similar mindset. You know, we want, we want to promote conservation and get new people involved in the outdoors. And a great way to do that is to have habitat for the species and to also you know, have places for them to go. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. Totally agree with you on all that. And guys, I just want to say, uh, I mean, definitely all fun and games and all joking around when I say kind of, we get the banter back and forth, but for real, if you don't, if you don't go follow Matt over there, um, high prairie sportsman, you'll be missing out. Definitely has some awesome content and you're not going to want to miss it. So for real, go, go over there, follow him. Um, and you won't regret it. But anyways, guys, that's all I got for tonight. Um, so Elliot will be back with us for the next one. Don't worry about that. Um, but anyways, I'm Jordan Duckman Chronicles, Matt from High Prairie Sportsman, and we'll see you guys on the next one.